What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Ba, 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 ba. God damn, it's been a while. Yeah, it's it been, has a, been a while. Yeah. yeah, busy couple of weeks <laughs> that we've had. Yeah. So yeah. if you're listening, uh, sorry, we've been a little MIA, but it's for good reason. It's for mm. good reason. I mean, we've uh, been prim- literally been speaking to some of our audience. Uh, for, yes. For you know, for for various reasons, lah, Right. Yeah, I mean for the beta test, lah. Yeah, the beta test for folklore. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, beta test for folklore, which has been going awesome. Mm. Um, and we are going to be rolling out to to offer the service to more of you guys in due course. Mm. But we've also been uh filming a TV pilot. Yeah, yeah, right. It's a TV can, pilot in Tamil. In Tamil about yeah. sending people to I can say it right. Yeah, yeah, I think that's just the general premise, but don't give away. Yeah, the general premise is that it's Singapore's first mission to Mars. Yeah, and it's yeah. a comedy, sci-fi comedy. It's a comedy, yeah. yeah, it's a comedy. And and we came up with the the concept. Uh, we we got a very talented team around it, and we're in the midst of producing it. So pardon, pardon the silence. Yeah. Uh, and part of me was also like, should we just record like a two minute podcast so people who go visit can know? Because people were messaging us, which really does warm my heart. Uh, when people say, "When's the next messages?" They were messaging yeah. where? Wait, when's the next episode? Yeah, where were um, they messaging us? Or maybe it's my friends. Uh. I think it's just your. <laughs> I think it's just your uncle. Your uncle who lives in KL. Yeah, no, 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 no. Right. No, it's a, it's a few of my friends. Oh, uh, okay. and and did anyone message us on social media? I, I think God I didn't see it la. And then I mean the. No. I think everyone's like winding down for the year because even the, <laughs> even the subreddit also like I mean other than the, something here and there has been quite quiet la. It's the been what? quite quiet. The subreddit's been quite quiet. Yeah, it has, it has. I think, yeah, yeah it, it's just, I mean, generally, I, that's why it was weird because we are so packed uh, uh, mm. with filming and all and the folklore test, which is like kind of counter to what is happening elsewhere, mm. which is a bit, it's a bit of a of something to manage also, la, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. but actually there's still been a lot of news and, and new things going on in the last couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah, man. Uh, it's just that we yeah, haven't had exactly. a chance to really sit down and, and dissect it properly. And I mean, today's one is interesting because both the serious and goofy are about our favorite topic. Yeah. Influence. Yeah. No, but, <laughs> but before you turn away, before you turn away it's, yeah. it's serious ethical questions about about being an influencer. Right. Yes. Yes. But before that, um, if this podcast has ever brought you... Um, a, wait. It's okay. Okay. That's Harish basically yeah. addressing his mother in the background. Yeah. He's, he's about to whip, <laughs> take out his belt and like whip her already, but no thankfully he's been hey. resolved. Wow, thanks, Terrence. Thanks. Thanks, Terrence. Thanks for not buying into a stereotype. Huh? What stereotype? What stereotype? <laughs> I mean, think about what you just said. I tell you. What yeah. la, eh? What's stereotype? Never mind. It's okay. I will, I will clarify that Terrence is just made a horrible joke. He just made a horrible joke and we move on from there. No, it's I. I mean, what was there? Like we are all POCs, hey, people very, of color. I'm a very. We're all bipolar. I'm a very. <laughs> what was I gonna say? God damn. Yeah, yeah, yes. Mid, if this plot. podcast, yeah, if this podcast has brought you joy at some point in your life, it has made you smile. It'd be great if you could just refer it to one other person. Mm. You know, this just send Christmas. them a link. Yeah. Yeah. This Christmas. Uh but yes, on to the first topic. Yeah. What but is it, Harris? Just, just before that, like, 
Well, I mean, because I mean, by the time people listen to this, it'll probably be Christmas or after already. What are you doing this Christmas? Uh, I am going to be at my girlfriend's house with her family uh, cooking. It's become mm. like a yearly thing. Mm. Um, and then a bunch of dinners. I mean, another dinner with my family. Um, and just chilling out because finally there's a bit of breathing room for us. Mm. Uh, yeah, so nothing nothing super hectic planned. La. I see, I see. Yeah, you? Uh, yeah, first first Christmas with the baby. So it's going to be... I mean, I I think like, you know, in Interstellar, like Matthew McConaughey's character says it best. Like you... I, I can't, I can't par- I'm just going to paraphrase it, but it's something about after you are born, you just become ghosts of... All you are after your child is born is a ghost of your child's memories. Uh. Wow. So, so that, that's basically your life from now on. Uh, is you live to see, to make memories for your child, you know? Shit! Wait, what was the quote again? All that you are after you what? After, yeah, after your child is born, you become a, a, a ghost of your child's memories. That's, that's, that's basically your role in life. Like. You just want to create, help create memories for your child to, to, to have a, have a good life. Like. You, you, so you, can, he, you can look it up on, on if you have a computer in front of you. So so he said that you uh in, in Interstellar. Yeah, 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 correct, correct. It was, it was a line in Interstellar. Once you're a parent, you're the ghost of your children's future. Ah, Ooh, correct. What yes. a line, man. That's right, that's right. That's sorry, not, not memory's future, yeah. You're a ghost of your children's future. Yeah, that's right. But in, in some way you're saying it from a from a how you say a a, a a happy I mean like with regards to your kid and you being a, yeah. a dad for the first time it's, it's a it's a nice thing yeah, yeah because you, you think about it you're, it's really like you're starting from a blank slate and everything that you give to this child if it's a nice memory you know it stays with them you know and it's almost like, like everything that you've done in the past where you fucked up or something yeah, just doesn't yeah. matter to this child yeah all that matters to the child is that you, you made him happy you made him more happy it's like this blank wow. slate that's just soaking up nice memories. Huh? Wow. Yeah. That's so poetic, man. I know, yeah. Which is, I mean, kind of like setting the context for the first topic because it also correct. concerns people who are trying to make memories. Huh? Correct, correct. And they have a child. They also just have a newborn yes. as well who was there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the issue. You haven't said the issue, Terrence. No, no. Uh, I mean, if you, I think it's best. Oh, you don't have your laptop in front of you, is it? <laughs> yeah, it's one of those days. So, um, there is this uh, actor who goes by the name of Maxi Lim. Mm. I mean, that's his name, la. Actually, I don't know whether that's his, that's his real name or not. Maxi Lim, but he he's a prominent actor in Singapore. He's from the whole Our Boys to Men uh franchise mm. and an influencer in his own right. Um, and he got married to his wife Lizzie Teo, also an influencer, this mm. past weekend, la, On on Sunday, twentieth December. So why it made the news is because. There were posts on Instagram and social media by people attending the wedding that showed that they were not really abiding by the social distancing rules for weddings. Mm. Um, and the latest development is that it is going to be investigated. It's Both been reported him, to the police, right? Yeah. It has been reported to the... Uh, actually, someone tipped off the new paper uh, and said he had made a complaint complain to the Singapore Tourism Board. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. The Singapore Tourism Board are the, are the, are the authorities for these sort of things. Yeah. So it's being investigated and that's the latest development. And then um, there was another case of some Mediacorp celebrities caught flouting the r- rules, but we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. The more the more uh, recent thing is the wedding on 20th December. 
to clarify, do you just to for sake of transparency, uh, do you or I have any friends who are at this wedding itself? Yes. 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 Who are they? Uh, Noah Yap. Yeah, Noah Yap, definitely. Papa Everyone Fuzz. knows we know Noah Yap. Yep. Fuzz. Papa Fuzz. Yeah, I mean, Fuzz I know Maxi as well. I know Maxi has a, not like a close friend, but I mean, yeah. being in the same industry, we know each other. Like Kishan. Yeah, yeah Kishan is there. Yep. Jai Kishan. Yeah, Kishan yeah. was there also. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we we know them. They're all really nice people. I think I um, think the 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 SPW's Andrew Andrew was there as well. The statement. Oh, the statement. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see. saw photos. Yep. Yeah. So so apparently, I mean, if you go to Maxi Lim's Instagram as of now, which is the morning of twenty fourth December, you mm. can still see his Insta stories. I don't know whether he remove anything. Yeah. Um. But in the articles online, you can see pictures of people on stage. Uh kind of um, dancing to a certain mm. extent, taking yep. photos and clearly more than five people in a photo. Um, mm. And apparently, no I didn't even on, know. Right? Yeah. I didn't even know that during weddings, you, the MCs and all, they need to wear masks throughout the whole thing. Yeah. There shouldn't be games. Uh, so essentially, the, the the rules, okay, for, for wedding, just to set the context, mm. is under current rules. I mean, this is phase two right now. It's not phase three yet. Mm. Wedding receptions cannot exceed 100 people split across multiple zones of up to 50 people each. Mm-hmm. And receptions with more than 20 attendees must be split into a designated core wedding party of up to 20 people, mm. including a bride and groom, and groups of up to five people for the remaining guests. Mm. And then a safe distance of at least one meter must be observed between groups and the wedding party at all times, including for photo taking. Yeah. And live performances are not allowed. Event MCs and people making speeches are required to wear face shields or masks when speaking on stage. Mm. So, in the pictures, you can clearly see people on stage not wearing masks. Yeah, you can yeah. clearly see photos of more than five people at a time, lah. Mm. Correct. So that is the context. Yeah. And what are what are your initial thoughts? Uh? Um, I think, I mean, initially, like, if you go, not just. Uh, I mean, you just go anywhere on Reddit or what, and people are like, "Ah, oh, yeah, influencers and do do good for nothing." I nothing good about them and all that. But at the same time, it's like, uh, you know, Maxi, this Maxi Limas, from what I understand, he already had to postpone his wedding once, and mm. um, and and then I think because his his wife was already expecting at that time, so. They had to wait until after the baby is delivered and, you know, phase two came along and then they could actually have this ceremony like, with a very big group of close friends that they have in the Our Boys to Men gang and everything. So, yeah, I feel I feel a bit uh, a, fit, a bit bad for him. Oh, and now it becomes like this police case and like, I don't know, I mean, STB probably has to do something because it, it seems like quite a, a blatant... Um, breach of, of some of these safe distancing measures. Like, like, I think, if, if if you, correct me if I'm wrong, like, but I think I've seen friends, you know, post photos online on Insta stories or what, where they are literally just like, yeah, on each, holding each other's shoulders, taking photos together. They're not like one meter apart or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and nobody seems to be afraid of posting photos like that. Like, because I, I feel like they, they still come in small groups of five and they're still... You know, I mean, they take the photo and then they, they split apart, the right? Um, mm. So there's still some safety distancing there and all. But but I think the, the, the big one is when you have a public, almost like an event, and a wedding is an, is an event. And when like you record, when we are, we're not allowing musicians and all to, to sing and bars are not allowed to play loud music or karaoke bars are not allowed to open. 
then when you have people on stage like MCs and all that, like you know, just shouting yum sayings or or guests on stage playing games together, then I think that's where it's like um uh, it, it feels very like a very blatant disregard for what the rules are, you know. Mm-hmm. If it's just people taking photos, I I, I kind of mm, because taking photos you're not screaming and shouting and licking each other's faces and all that. But when you're playing games and even the MC also like just shouting and talking and and you know the yum sing at Chinese weddings is is crazy, right? Mm. So, so that's where I feel like okay, then that that's where maybe it, it maybe it felt like a bit too much for people, especially especially people who had their weddings like cancelled or 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 they you know their livelihoods were taken away because of all the the rules uh. yeah. So so that's what that's what my thought was uh. What do you so, think? I have no sympathy at all uh, oh, really? for for Maxi. The fact that he had to postpone his wedding once, uh, to me that that it doesn't mean anything at all. Uh. And because weddings mean nothing to you. No, 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 like no, 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 no. The <laughs> the you thing is, um, the <laughs> I mean Chinese weddings are fucking boring la. That one goes without <laughs> saying la. Um, but weddings as a thing, the fact that he had to postpone a wedding to me, yeah, it means nothing. It doesn't mm. uh reduce the impact of of doing something like this la. Because if you think about it, I, part of me was like, okay, maybe okay, twentieth December to 28 December. I mean, now you can see people getting complacent. 28 mm. December is when the rules will be eased and all. But for him to plan this wedding, he didn't, it probably happened before Lee Sien Lung's speech. Right? Yeah, yep, for sure. Yeah. So that means, in his mind, it, it even if it was still in phase two, he would still go ahead with this, which, I mean, yeah, you can organize it as well. But it's, it's one of those things that if you are organizing a gathering uh, of people and people coming together where there are rules there, then you should do your best to enforce it, like, because everyone is getting fucked by these stupid rules, right? And mm. and I think if if you say like, yeah, um, some people are like when I see photos of my friends taking photos of like that, I also feel like, hey, shit. Even for my own deeper Bali celebration, right? We mm. limit it, and then like Christmas, my girlfriend's family, we limit it. Everyone's kind of having to do these sort of things. But mm. when these sort of things happen, like with a wedding and all that, to me, it's it's indefensible, like. So I see this, I'm like, wow. And to make things even worse, uh, I think he was posting about how, yeah, when he first cancelled his wedding, there was the most socially responsible thing to do. And I don't know if he has posted anything else kind of talking about, you know, frontliners and COVID and doing this. But I know when we talk about the media cop celebrities, some of them are quite vocal about, oh, you know, we should do our part. And then they participate in stuff like this. Mm-hmm. So that was my uh, initial thought. And just by reading up and digging, not my opinion hasn't really changed I don't know if you saw anything that made you change your mind. I mean, last time in, I asked you a question. Uh, last time in secondary school or what, or primary school or what, were you a school mm. prefect? I was. You. <laughs> <laughs> this tells you everything you need to know about why Harish thinks so. <laughs> hey, but I was a prefect. I mean, not to say I like being a prefect. I was oh, just a... You're just enforcing the rules. Uh. No lah. Like, I was just... I was just okay. Like... I think even you ask me now, like if there are certain things that, and this is something that I've I've uh how you say I had to explain to my friends also. Like let's say mm. on a on a uh on a bus or something, if you can drink uh, a sugared drink upstairs without the bus driver mm. seeing, should you do it? Should you not? Even if you're alone, so I always have issues dealing with that because to mm. me, like yeah, like there's there's in some way many things are binary. I know that sometimes must be grey. I know you have faced issues like that with me course, seeing the world as binary. Yes. But yeah, la, so so I don't 
going back to your stupid question, <laughs> that was like fucking twenty five years ago, man. Okay. Yeah, but but it, the way you were just like no sympathy, it just like I just felt like no just, sympathy. Like, last time the prefect when I argue with him about the length of my hair and all that. <laughs> Uh, yeah. or how, no much, how much how much white I had on my shoes and all that kind of nonsense yeah but, but, but no to, to be fair to be fair I think you um, th- there's definitely a difference between how white your shoes are how long your hair is versus COVID-19 which we know is ravaging every other country around the world there's a yeah. new strain in the UK in fact there's a it has appeared in Singapore in the last like six hours already um, yeah. So we know that that shit can still go very wrong, and everything can fuck up for everyone if we if we let our gut down that easily, lah. And I'm not yeah. coming from a I'm not coming from a SG secure angle. I'm coming from a please don't fuck up our festive season angle, lah. Please, I really yeah. enjoy just like meeting small groups of friends for Christmas, and everything. So just let us do that without having any more restrictions in place, lah. Yeah, right. and I mean, it just feels like 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 what you say in the in the context. Even though Singapore, you can see people getting complacent. If you just Google what the fuck is happening in other countries, right? It's fucking insane, no? Yeah. Some are going into the same lockdowns that they were in March and April at the height of the pandemic, no? Mm. Then I can totally imagine, like even the the Singapore government or ministers seeing this kind of thing, like they they fucking bust their ass mm. to get us the freedoms of actually being able to meet, and then you get people like this who come and do this. To me, it's like, wow, fuck, sir. This is... And then, <laughs> I was just reading some article, like Jack New also was there, you know, the mm, acclaimed correct, director, correct. Yeah. who, and apparently, uh, when he was queried, he said he only stayed for half of the reception and everyone was wearing masks when he left. What <laughs> 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 the fuck? Okay, that may be true, but all evidence points to that being absolute bullshit. Mm, but the, I guess the question here also is, then what does is you know, you know that there was a group of twelve people who organized the trip to go to Lazarus Island, and uh, mm. apparently all twelve of them were caught and fined and everything. It's not just the organizers of the trip, lah, right? Um, yeah. And even some of them are even looking to have their they're, they're even looking to have their PR status revoked or something, lah. So mm. do you think everyone who attends this wedding should be should should be punished or face some sort of punishment for this? Wow, that's a good uh, question, man. Yeah, that's why. God damn. I mean, because okay, because for context, they also interviewed the the one one degree fifteen at Marina. Yeah. I, I can't remember the ones the 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 location uh, the the hotel or the events organizer. I can't remember what it was, and they said that they brief they do brief the bride and groom on the protocol and if they see instances of the protocol not being met, their staff are trained to stop and tell people not to do that lah. so I don't know if there was any instances where maybe the staff tried to intervene but then they say ayah never mind lah, or what lah, right I mean yeah so that that I guess is part of the investigation lah. but going back to your question I actually think the attendees if there are clear pictures of them on stage without masks and all that right then I think they should actually receive some sort of punishment lah. seriously yeah, but what if they dr- <laughs> like they were dr- you know like Chinese wedding they drag people on stage the kind of thing you don't even have time to put on your mask and then you're dragged on stage because it's your long time twenty five years old twenty five year how friend. long how long it fucking takes you to put on your mask okay if you but, if I was the investigating officer and you say oh I was dragged on stage and I got no time to put on my mask I'd be like hello hello what kind of like twenty first twenty second century mask you're using yeah okay okay <laughs> so so yeah, yeah basically you're saying. It's basically our boys to men know, like, prison, prison edition. Uh, <laughs> after this. 
That's what you're No, it's probably like, wow, fuck. No, I'm saying, that was, you asked me, that was my initial thought. Mm. Of course, like, if we talk through it and I, like, can see right, one reason why maybe they shouldn't, mm. then sure. But but you, you well, what do you think? Um, I think the onus actually should be more on the venue, the venue organizers and everything. Because mm. ultimately, there's always going to be a couple of buggers, regardless of whatever. Even you have like a one-to-one ratio of waiters to to the staff to to people. There's always going to be some bugger who just refuses to listen to instructions on, and then they'll say it's their right not to wear a mask and all that kind of nonsense. Uh. And that's where you 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 have to you know enforce it lah. And 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 mm. I think I've seen a lot of restaurants. Uh, restaurants or F&B outlets in more recent times take a much ha- harder stance on all this. Like they will literally ask you to leave or they will they will risk getting a very bad review or whatever. But they don't gonna, they're not going to, they're not willing to risk their entertainment or, or, or F&B license or what. Lo. So I, I feel like definitely the, the brunt of the blame should be on the venue organizer. You, you can say you brief a person on it, but ultimately, you know, the safety of everyone on site is your is your responsibility. That your roof doesn't collapse, that your aircon doesn't collapse on somebody, that's your responsibility. So I also think that that COVID doesn't spread within your guests is also your responsibility. And if that means also making inconveniencing your guests and all, I think that's what that's something they should be mm. enforcing. So so I'm not saying that all the brunch should be on the attendees. Definitely oh, okay, the okay. the event as well. But you saying that I also be think the event like, the event, the the attendees shouldn't just go away scot free. Uh. Maybe yeah. it's a, it's a little like what you call a wrap on the wrist uh, or something like that. I got idea like, Why don't they just like force Jack Neo and all the other boys to make one more movie? Our boys to make <laughs> COVID, COVID, uh, COVID, COVID edition. <laughs> they have to make a video for free for for the Ministry of Health to to to, to, help, to warn people about wearing masks during COVID period. Yeah, because I mean, if you're attending, then it almost feels like. It's okay, you know. You, you by you, the thing about this COVID, this lockdown things, it's very easy for you to be complicit in an offense, la, mm-hmm. right? The moment they are you flout these kind of things, I think, yeah, you can the venue should take responsibility, the organizers should take responsibility, but everyone is also they can't even say they are unconsciously being dragged or unwillingly being dragged into taking a photo with like 10 other people. La. You know, and in those sort of social situations, there's probably yeah like, You don't want to be the person to be like, oh, you know, guys, we need to put on a mask, especially when everyone's there. I don't know whether they were drinking or not. So, but I don't think that gives them the right to not be not be held accountable for these kind of things. Eh? I can see your face, your you know, something brewing in your head. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm just we we're just talking about <laughs> what you're doing for Christmas, prefect, yeah. what you're doing for Christmas for the next couple of days, right? You better yeah. not have a single photo that yeah. goes out there that shows you yeah. without a mask on. No, within honestly, one meter of anyone else. Uh. Honestly, my girlfriend and her siblings, they're having to decide who can come for the uh, meetup, who cannot. Okay, okay yeah, that's fine. But thing. after you take photos, yeah. so you all must stand yeah. apart. Uh. Cannot, Don't worry. No touching, yeah. Uh. yeah. <laughs> you see, you see that's where, I, that's where I, I, maybe I feel more sympathy because to me, you know, those, let he who is without sin cast the first stone, uh, you know. If you've not mm. broken one single COVID protocol in your in the last eight months at all, then yeah, sure, go ahead and like and, and flog these people. But if you've even just one instance of anything at all, you don't have to say what it is, lah. Then then that's why I'm like, okay, I tiam tiam. I just you know, yeah, shouldn't do that, but should it be punished? You know, maybe you need to err on the side of like compassion, lah. Like that's why I brought up the thing about 
having a wedding cancelled. Because I, I really do feel, I do feel for for young people, not, not say young people, even people my age or, or, or slightly younger, uh, mm. who are getting married, who are graduating, who are, you know, moving on, transitioning like, in some way or another to another phase of life. I feel that um, a lot of their plans will have to be either postponed or drawn out over a much longer period than it needs to be. Mm. Like wedding, you can't just have one wedding and then after that, a honeymoon and then after that, move on with life, you know? You just got, you got to keep waiting for someone to give you a green light to do something. And and even mm. then, it still feels very uncertain. Like, you know, maybe in six months' time, is it COVID still around? So, it's just not a nice situation. Maybe. And so, I, I do feel a sense of like, sympathy for these people. Also, because I, I had a kid during this pandemic. Like, and, mm. and a lot of things like, a lot of things that you don't think about uh, being difficult or troublesome suddenly become this giant hurdle that you have to fight tooth and nail to get through. Mm. And, and so if it was any other time, like, you know, and then they did something stupid during a wedding, then I'm like, okay, la, you you said something racist during a wedding, yeah, then that's dumb, la, you know, but 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 like, yeah, like this one is like, uh, yeah, I feel a bit more, I feel a bit more for them, la, to be honest. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm. yeah. So yeah, that's why <laughs> Your twenty-five year old, your your primary school prefect in you, uh, is yeah. not letting go. <laughs> yeah, I I still I still won't because if you think about it, I mean I'm also in a situation where yeah I'm in a relationship now mm. and there are things that have been impacted by COVID, yeah. uh, be it getting a house and and whatnot. Yeah. But I mean even our own business, of mm. course we have that thing we can't really talk much about mm-hmm. that has been impact uh, impacted us a lot mm. and COVID has made everything worse. Yeah. But I think it's one of those things like. Um, yeah, it's it's a sucky situation for all. Uh, mm. That's why you can still have your wedding, mm. but you just have your wedding in a way that is, um, yeah, that tries to be responsible at least. And of course, there have been things that I've I've flouted. Oh, you know, maybe like um, I accidentally walked out of my house without a mask once, mm. and then I realized. But then, to me, a wedding, which is a, a, a an event over a few hours, right? Yeah. If of course, with the investigation, it might reveal that maybe they really did just take off the mask uh, for uh, a short while um, and then they took the photos, okay. But then when there's, it seems to be like very clear that certain rules were actively being flouted, mm. then I feel like, yo, okay. Uh, I think, yeah, like, um, it, it deserves to be called out and deserves to be held up to the fire. Yeah, yeah. No, but that's why I think like, yeah, that's why for stuff like the MCs not wearing masks, I feel like, come yeah. on, that's, that's so easy for the hotel to just walk in and just pass them face masks or something. Mm, like. you, yeah. you, it's not awkward at all because it's like, okay, this is just the rules and it makes, the other things that MC on stage, everyone watches the MC for cues, right? If you see your MC not wearing a mask, you probably also feel like, I have fuck it, like, you know, just don't wear it. I'm sitting down here anyway, right? Yeah. It, it's just the, um, that, that's what they talk about, why wearing masks was important. It just makes everyone a little bit more uh, aware of that there's a situation out there. La. And, mm-hmm. and when the MC is not wearing the mask, I feel like, okay, that's where, yeah, that was it's quite blatant uh, violation of the rules. La. Yeah, I mean, if you look at, <clears throat> I think on Maxi's profile or something, there are certain photos where people are wearing masks, mm. uh, but some other people in the same photo are not wearing masks. Mm-hmm. So there were already people definitely aware uh, but if you look at the stories and all, um, like now I'm watching a story of the bride and groom coming up onto the stage. There are some people in the audience wearing masks, some not. The MCs definitely not. The mm. photographers are not. So it just feels like, okay, there were people there. So it's one of those social social, social situations which are tricky. Lah, but 
I mean, if it happened, like, like what you said, like, ultimately, if you are in charge of overseeing something and people don't abide by the rules, then you have to be responsible. Mm. And I, I don't know whether it's because the investigation is ongoing. That's why they can't share their side of the story because mm. a lot of their Instagram profiles don't have anything relating to that. Like, and I'm guessing that might be the case, right? Yeah, if it's yeah. being investigated, you probably can't talk about it. Yeah, so maybe it there might be things that, that come to light. But mm. at, the, at the core of it also, like part of me, maybe it is made worse uh, just but from the psychological standpoint about these people who are so ignorantly posting this stuff which clearly flouts the rules. Mm. Maybe that rubs people the wrong way. Because mm. there's one thing about maybe you're closed doors, you fucking flout the rules and all that, and you feel bad about it, but you're like, okay, guys, whatever happens here stays with it. But to post it online, to me, is like a next level. No, you already, you're either ignorant or not aware of the rules, which is a mm. problem, or you're aware, but you think it's okay because Singapore isn't a good thing. So maybe maybe that's what's riling up people. Maybe that's what's riling up me also. Mm. You're saying the influencers, basically. I mean, people, no, doesn't have to be influencers. Anyone on social media posting this, mm. what is going through your mind? Like, are you aware that yeah. it is flouting the rules? Are you aware that this, you shouldn't be doing this? Mm. So that's why I'm very curious uh, that. La. And it could be an influencer. It could just be a bunch of people who uh, are not even on Instagram. They post on Facebook. To me, it's kind of the same thing. With these influencers, it feels a little more like, okay, at some point you were saying, you know, you want to be socially responsible and all that, but... Is it because then it's a uh, just because Singapore's doing better means you can be less socially responsible and all yeah, that? Yeah, and then, then, yeah. then one, the, remember you mentioned that there's another case of a media cop artist. I think yeah. media, someone was having a birthday party at home and then like yeah. eight to ten artists or celebrities people in one photograph. Yeah, showed up and they took a selfie together and posted it. And I think yeah. media cop straight away came out and apologized on behalf of the their artists who were in the picture lah. So it's, yeah, and it's, this is October 3rd, no? October yeah, 3rd. Thick in the middle of phase two, right? Yeah. There's no idea when the fuck phase three is happening. Yeah. Uh the the I'm just surprised that how come Mediacorp just apologized for those three? Is it because they're signed with Mediacorp and all? Yeah, I but think then so. Yeah. You read then you see even people like Sonia Chu is there. Yeah, and Sonia yeah, Chu yeah. has been very vocal about, oh, you know, frontline this, or you know, we need to do our part, COVID and all. Then you do this kind of stuff, and then someone posts it like, oh my god. Yeah. Like what goes through your mind? Yeah, maybe she was there to 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 tell them to break up the party. <laughs> yeah, <enforce>. she's <laughs> like the maybe. safe distancing ambassador. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. I think and it she, was only thirteen say, hours. Hey, let's come a selfie, like, okay, okay, yeah. take a selfie. That's all. <laughs> then maybe she was saying like something, you know, like you say cheese, it looks like you're smiling, right? Yeah. Maybe she was saying please, and then you took a photo, <laughs> so she looks like she's smiling, like. Yeah. Maybe all of them, all of them were like, please, stop don't post party. this, please, yeah, stop the party. <laughs> And then yeah. you see, we're here judging them, and you know, they were actually all just being good citizens. Yeah, yeah. And the ones with their tongues out were sticking their tongues at people who were not listening to them. Yeah. And then yeah. when they're showing the peace sign, it's like, not wear one, but two masks. You know, yeah. two masks for extra protection. Yeah. And obviously, like, there's not eight people living in that house, like, because if there are eight people, five people come, that's fine. But this again is like something like, yo, guys, what is going through your head? There were yeah. people on Lazarus Island with 12 people who had their EPs uh, revoked and all. Is it just complacency and like, wow. Ugh, bleh, how yeah. do... How, so so what are your it, thoughts on this? With great yeah. power comes... Uh, with great... What's it? Uh, with great power comes great, great responsibility. Uh. Yeah, so with great influence comes great responsibility also. I think 
yeah, especially a lot of people are on your Instagram and, and all your social medias and 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 yeah, and you love to post these kind of things, then you have to be a bit more wary of what you post, lah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you have to. So I mean, this one, are you saying I'm being too prefect? You want to be like the the delinquent, give the delinquent point of view. No, to me, I mean, a birthday gathering is not necessary, lah. Yeah. Mm. Like it happens every freaking year, you know. Like just send your well wishes, do it over Zoom, whatever. Like everyone else has this year. This one I have very little sympathy because it's just a birthday celebration, lah. And and as far as I know, no one's like you know dying from cancer and it's the last year or anything like that, lah. You know. So yeah. it's like, uh, please lah, please don't don't do this kind of thing. Wedding and to me is like uh, hopefully once in a lifetime for Maxi and and his wife. So you know I'm a, a bit, bit more sympathetic, sympathetic to that lah. Yeah. I don't know, and this is like remember at the in March April when s- collectively the internet in Singapore was shitting on these people in the US and uh one for not following the rules. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hello, we're not very different. Yeah, exactly. right. We're not very different. Exactly. God damn. Actually, the interesting man. thing is how uh, that photo from October suddenly became a thing in December. Yeah, Unless, <laughs> the, someone tipped them off on twenty third December. No. Yeah, maybe maybe like the. The person thought, oh, okay, we're holding a history. I can post this photo now. Then he f- <laughs> forgot that people actually know when his birthday is and they know that the photo was not taken in December. No, but then the, the thing is also the story, right? Um, yeah. Oh, wait. So sh- the, the the influencer posted it recently, is it? I'm guessing. Uh, that's why oh, one of those catch-up, bro. Yeah, hey, yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Memories. <laughs> can you imagine if you're one of the 12 other people, you're like, dude, yeah. we have no fucking brains. <laughs> <laughs> Your birthday is not in December, is it October? Yeah, you feeling you feeling sentimental in December, is it? Huh? You reevaluating your life in your twenty twenty, is it? Shut the fuck up, man! <laughs> Ruining it for everyone. <laughs> yeah, wow, eh? God damn, my God, that's true. He only posted it recently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is the day Silly. before Christmas as well. Maybe you, there was is- some. This is Maybe why the whole Facebook memories thing is so scary. Uh. Sometimes it can just <laughs> throw you off and then you're like in a sentimental mood. You don't know, you don't realize, oh fuck. Oh, maybe that was it. Yeah. I don't know whether Facebook shows up like the, just the two months ago thing or maybe there was some disagreement at the gathering and this guy's like, you know what? Fuck these people. I'm just going to post it now and let the let the world shit on them. Yeah, uh. Everyone's careers. Let's all go down together. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Merry Christmas, motherfuckers. Yeah. Oh, that's such a great way to like sabo, sabotage someone these days. <laughs> yeah. uh. If you don't, if you are not happy with them, and then you're like, yeah. God damn. Flash mob, you flash mob a person, take a selfie with them, then run off. And then you blackmail. <laughs> this is the new blackmail. Uh. This yeah, is the yeah. new blackmail. Yeah. Holy shit, my God. Oh, man. Uh. But speaking of responsibility, uh, actually, yes. This is a great segue into our second topic where it's about a big company asking some influencers to do something but subsequently when there was a backlash they're not they weren't really taking responsibility for it mm. so can give a bit of context on what it was uh yes it was uh the use pillow fiasco use pillow uh, fiasco yeah so what happened on uh December 18th. December 18th yes. was shout.sg which mm. is a local I guess media publication. Mm. Um, they announced this new website called the Sleeping Beauties. So they mm. didn't announce it. They just made it seem like it was a, a third party company that 
um, was came out of nowhere and they were just covering it. Like. So yeah. uh, apparently the website Sleeping Beauties allows you to buy pre-loved pillows from influencers. Mm. They never say what pre-loved means, mm. but the website had pictures of, yeah, um, uh, female people who, yeah, had their Instagram handles and all that displayed with pictures of them holding a pillow uh, and a price. Mm-hmm. Um, and that went viral. Uh, yeah. It appeared on all the publications. Yeah. Um, and there was a good amount of backlash. Like, it was polarizing, definitely. Mm-hmm. And then it came out that, I think yesterday or the day before. No, but to clarify, I think the backlash, what was the backlash about? Um, from what I read, the backlash was towards the influencers selling pillows la. Mm, mm. they said I think like, it was a lot like wow why influencers have to stoop so low and, and sell that today will be pillows tomorrow will be underwear and nonsense like that la. basically mm. uh, chiding them for like why are you taking advantage of people's fetishes or encouraging people to have these kind of fetishes la, and, and selling unhygienic reused pillows and all that la. Mm, mm, mm. um yeah, so so there was a lot of uh backlash there, and then then two days ago it came out that apparently uh the local company which is Shout the website that covered this company uh this was part of a social experiment, yeah um yeah. and I mean the uh, the things that have crept up online the the pictures that have come up online show conversations between Shout. And these influencers who they pinged asking whether they want to be part of the social experiment as well mm. as a bunch of Insta stories posted by the influencers clarifying their stance. La. So this yeah. is where I got a little confused. La. Mm. Um, there, there, someone shared screenshots of messages that Shout sent them. Mm. And it, yeah, it did read, we are currently working on a new video called 10 Days Experiment. For this ex- video, for this episode, we are doing a social experiment titled In 10 Days, Can We Create an E-Commerce Website Selling Pre-Love Pillows? They were inspired by ladies selling hair and pre-love items to earn money, wondering whether they can replicate the trend in Singapore. Then they specifically say, for this project, we are looking to set up a website and sell pre-love pillows from influencers. We'll be sending pillows for you to shoot and pose with it and selling them on our new e-commerce website to see if anyone will purchase them. Mm. This is like a social experiment and we won't be continuing this in air quotes business after 10 days. You also price the pillow at any amount you want. Do let me know if you require more info and we hope to hear from you soon. Yep. So... That, I believe, was screenshots um, shared by I don't know who, but they have some replies from the influencers. So I think it it, it feels real. Uh, And then there was a bunch of posts by the influencers themselves, kind of just some were saying that, okay, their involvement was only about taking photos with the pillows and giving a price and how it was marketed, uh, whether it was pre-loved or not, they, they were not aware yeah, and they thought that they they were they thought that all they would do was just take pictures, and the pillows that would be sent to people were actually just even like real, like like just new pillows from IKEA or something. And I also mm. believe there was some confusion. One of them mentioned that she thought it was it would be for charity or something like that, or she could say that yeah, the proceeds a part of the proceeds will go to charity and things. So she felt like it was a good initiative, if anything, lah, to 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 be part of this thing. So, yeah, there seems to be a lot of different um, terms and conditions that were being that were being fed to these influencers. Uh. So, um, there was a lot of confusion and ultimately, I think the general thing was that a lot of the influencers were not very happy with the backlash that they received as a result of the, of the experiment. 
mm. but now seems like um, the company is not really coming out to to take responsibility for the whole thing as well, like, right? Mm. Have they have they issued any press release or anything like that or statement? Um, I don't think so, man. Yeah. So, but. Uh, I what, don't know. What are, your, like, what are your thoughts about just, just but before we go deeper into the weeds, uh, like what what are your general thoughts when you first heard about this used pillow thing? Because I like, think I remember I posted it in our private MOF group as well, just to mm. like get reactions. And my 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 first thought was like, I, if it was real, uh, my first thought was like, um, actually, like I think there are places where you can buy pre loved underwear. From like, uh, from ladies and stuff like that, like, Except that is they are not influencers, uh, who, so you don't see the face or anything like that. But if you wanted to, like, you really had some fetish, you could really buy underwear, used underwear, and things like that, lah. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's like when I saw it, I was like, okay, that's interesting. You have this product that you want to sell. Sure, go ahead. If people want to buy it, sure. Yeah, that's you do you. Yeah. because we've seen, like, um, news of. In other countries, influencers selling stuff that is way more what the fuck than pillows, lah. <laughs> yes, um, yes, I know bath water. Bath water, yeah. Uh, like what you say, used panties and all that. But to me, I'm like, yeah, it's it's a business. Uh, there are weird businesses out there. So okay, lah. I really had no issues with it, no. Mm-hmm. Okay, but yeah. then subsequently, when you found out it was a social experiment, what do you think? Uh I mean, as a social uh, sorry, experiment. Sorry, just to. Yeah. Set context is that um, uh, a lot of people you're listening might not even realize that Har- uh, Harish and I we are we consider ourselves like part of the the pioneering generation of social experimenters in Singapore, right? Yeah, before yeah. we became a failing channel. Yeah, before we became a failing <laughs> YouTube channel. Our YouTube channel was if you go back and look at Ministry of Funny YouTube channel, there's a lot of um, pranks and social experiments and street interviews and stuff like that on the street la. and and then um there there's a lot more a lot more that goes into the whole creation of a social experiment than one would imagine. Uh, which is a whole other separate topic by itself. But that's the context in which I'm asking Harish, what do you think when you heard okay. about this social so, experiment? La? So if the social experiment, assuming they did their the due diligence in letting the people know what the picture was gonna Look, uh, where they were going to be placed with the marketing and a test. Mm. I actually think it's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yes, you think not, it's interesting. Yeah. It'll make for an interesting video, la. Yeah, mm. it'll make for an interesting video. I think it's an interesting social experiment. It's yeah. something that I can totally see myself wanting to do. I don't know whether you'll be on board, but I would definitely pitch it, la, during our brainstorming mm. sessions. Um, but then. Then if they didn't do their due diligence, because like what you said, whenever we have done social experiments in the past, we do go through the entire process of, okay, does this, even by the most basic psychological experiment uh, guidelines, does this fall within that? Like, are we causing like yeah unnecessary stress to any one entity? Is everyone clear of what's happening? Is everyone debriefed? Do we get all their consent and all that? There's a lot to think through. Like. Uh, and that's where I think if they didn't do, then they kind of shot themselves in the foot. Like. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, but one you? big thing, yeah, one big thing that stuck out to me was that each influencer seemed to have a different side of the story, almost as if like mm. they were briefed by different people, possibly even by like, you know, I don't know, an intern emailed them or someone who, someone more junior emailed them as opposed to the person who was running the directing the video or what Because to me, it's like when you 
do a social experiment or, or on the street or prank or anything like that, one of the first things you got to do is think about what's the worst thing that could happen. And in mm. this situation, one of the worst things that could happen is the back, a public, a giant public backlash. La. And if you yeah. you haven't um, if you haven't briefed the people involved or prepped them and told them that there is this potential, then I think you are is a bit disingenuous. Basically, you're setting them up for for something bad, and you're not taking responsibility for for something bad that could happen, la, You know, and and um, mm. uh, I I think even for us, maybe maybe even our earlier social experiments versus our later social experiments, you can see uh a, a, a bit of difference in in how we how we portray the the people who appear in our videos or so like you know we're much more careful about disclaimers or things that we say about them or or quips that we take from them because yeah when you put stuff on the internet it just it lasts it's there forever like you know and and for for example like, just not to be sound too preachy but for example um some of the influencers i think they took photos of themselves wearing lingerie with the pillows and then other mm. influencers just took photos of themselves wearing like i don't know normal sleepwear or bathrobes with the with the pillows uh. so already these two different types of photos they give you very different vibes uh. one is like oh it could be quite a wholesome wholesome like charity thing that i'm doing i'm selling pillow that i sleep with for charity whereas the other one just has this feel like of they're selling sex uh, right like this uh, someone wearing lingerie and then like posing next to a pillow so there's very different ways in which the pillows are being marketed as well and within mm. the same social experiment so I think how your photo appears or where your photo appears the context is very important la. and I think if, if even that to that level it wasn't like properly discussed with influencers I think the company did a very bad job in, in uh, prepping for the worst case scenario for this whole thing oh. yeah Exactly. So I think, yeah, as a social experiment and idea, I think there's a lot of potential. But like what you said, um, there's the it, it the as a company also now they haven't kind of clarified. And yeah. then apparently that because of the backlash, they messaged some of the influencers saying that uh-huh. whatever earnings that they were going to get from sales, um, will be refunded back to the purchasers la, mm-hmm. to the customers. So that means the people are not even. They, let's say I think what the agreement was that if things that get sold, um, you will earn part of the commission or part of a percentage of that, lah. Mm. So if pillows were sold, but because of the backlash, the company overturns and says, okay, you're not going to get anything. That is fucked up. Yeah. Because you are you are not f- uh, fulfilling your end of the bargain. Yeah. Um. But then the the thing about when you were saying, you know, like should you brief them enough about the potential backlash? Mm. That's why I also feel like in media, like when, let's say when I get pinged as an actor or something like that, mm. I do try to find out how much as possible before yeah. I go into the, the shoot. Lah. But um, what happens after that? I don't know. I think that's where it gets a bit tricky because I think it's also on the actor or the talent's part to find out and understand completely uh, what is going to be portrayed and how like, if there's a very big disconnect between how it ends up between what you were briefed then you definitely have a case mm. but in this point if I mean the message the screenshot or the message from Shout was posted by one of the influencers like, mm. so it's not even Shout um, I mean that is a fairly detailed brief mm. um, and even when we ping people we do send a brief like that and then there's a lot of questions we try and answer that so I think as an actor as a talent you have every right to question 
what is going to be done, where it's going to be pulled, where it's going to be read. And if you don't do that, then I feel, yeah, then you need to do your due diligence also. La. So basically, you're victim shaming la, at this point. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, that I'm guy saying, is saying you shouldn't be wearing short skirt when you go out. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, hey, fuck you, lah. Okay, you are co- <laughs> you are comparing two very different things. Okay, all I'm saying is I think the the company fucked up, but I think the influencers. I don't know if they can. If anyone wants to share the the conversations they had and all that, that would be great. But yeah, I I, I that that's one area that I would I I think it, I would like to know more about how it went down. Like that lah. I, w- I would say uh, just devil's advocate lah. I mean, although it does sound logical that yeah lah, you can ask more questions. But definitely in this case, there's a, there's a information uh, or knowledge imbalance between the two parties lah, right? Mm, like, the, mm. I, don't, I don't think the influencers were even required to meet face-to-face with shout. All, they, all that happened was that the pillows were sent to them lah. So... Yeah, maybe they could ask questions over WhatsApp or call or whatever like that. But they also really had zilch control over how mm. the the photos were going to be used or if they were going to be photoshopped or anything. They just basically took a photo and just sent mm. it over, mm. like, right? So, yeah. so, so maybe you could even have taken a photo, sent over, then they say, hey, you know, this one doesn't look like sleepwear. Can you do something a bit more sleepwearish? Then maybe all they have is such lingerie at home. I mean, I don't know. Like, some people, maybe that's all they wear at night, lingerie. And then... Mm. Yeah, la, then they end up looking at it and then it's used in a much more uh sexual way. La. So so it's yeah. you can ask questions but but and they can still come up with very logical answers, but but ultimately because they are really not partners in the project, they are just um they're just the the images are just being used for the sake of of the of the experiment. La. But they are not really mm. partners in the experiment. Unless and even the monetary one doesn't sound like there was any contract or anything, you know, written. So yeah. it's just the whole information and power imbalance between the two. La. And yeah, and that I totally agree with you, la, that there is an imbalance in media. And I mean, anyone who takes a video of someone else, their image is, is literally in your hands. La. You yeah. can cut the most innocent interview into something super sexual or super suggestive. La. And yeah, la, you do have a point like that. If you are the person who's putting it out there in the world, you do have a responsibility. La. And, and I wasn't trying to undermine that. La. Um, and I think... This is where also shout. I mean, like you know, the whole movement towards uh in Hollywood and all where if you are filming a sex scene, you need yeah. to have a like a chaperone. sex scene yeah. chaperone or something. Yeah, yeah, so I yeah, think yeah. that is a, a great step in the right direction, like because you have a neutral party there who is looking out for the the uh, perspective, the the needs and the or uh, the perspectives of the person who has less power in that relationship, like, mm-hmm. unless you are a superstar or something. If you are an up and coming actress in this movie, yeah, it's going to be tough for you to tell this director, okay, you know, can I see the first cut? You're never going to see that, right? So I think having that sort of thing is fucking important. And I mean, I guess where I was coming from is that if if you are sending a picture of yourself with a pillow, I mean, um, yeah, so I think you just need to, it's ultimately your image of you with a pillow which you're sending to these people who you may have not been corresponded with. Um, Mm. So, yeah, that is a, that's a tricky thing. La. And I think in this sort of instances, Shout should have done a lot more assurance about, yeah, not even what could go wrong. I think just giving the context because you you can never expect what goes wrong. La. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. giving more context, yeah, la, feels no, I mean, like it would help their case also. La. We we did we did learn quite a bit in one, there's one particular social experiment we did where we had to 
literally sit down with the head of an institution and, mm. and like justify to that head of the institution for two to three hours that we had already assessed all the risks, the potential risks involved. La. And so we yeah. came out with a risk management, risk, risk assessment plan and everything where we literally listed out various scenarios, what would happen, you know, what's the nearest hospital, how much time would be would elapse between this thing happening and the person, you know, getting help, professional help in the hospital. So so that's the extent to which um I think when when you are a company and everything like, and you start to do these kind of videos, uh maybe not to that extent, not to that crazy, crazy extent, but but you gotta have that like at least like in the back of your mind about what could happen, like, you know. Cause cause you're talking mm-hmm. about even yeah, even you just say, oh yeah, it's just some public backlash is on the social media. But but, this these things stay with people, you know, like like their reputations on social media and everything. Especially if they do it for a living, uh, influencers, you know. So it, it's quite tough, lah. It's quite tough for that they they just kept quiet about it, lah. Yeah. So shout or is it, I don't even know who owns shout. Is it completely independent or is it part of SPH or something? I don't know. I mean, it's somewhere from the whole circle. Probably, maybe like ex-employees or smart local or something like that. I, you know, came together to do something else. I'm not sure lah, but there's a lot. There's a quite a number of these sites proliferating right now. Hmm. Yeah. And they do. Okay, so, um, shout. They did do this one video for Carlsberg, which claimed to be a social experiment, but it's definitely fucking actors lah. Oh, which I one hate those kind of videos. You know the yeah. one they did the shuffle at CBD or something? Uh, like Smooth a booth, enough to get like a booth kind yeah. of nonsense. Yeah, that's fake. Uh. Yeah. That's fake as fuck. So actually, yeah, when we saw this, we were like, okay, this company already like, you are marketing things falsely. Mm. So actually knowing that, it feels like, oh shit, is this something they do? Like they, they kind of portray something uh, when actually it isn't. Like, and the reason why we know for a fact it's, it's actors is because we, we know those actors. <laughs> and they do these sort of gigs. Yeah, yeah. So, yep, yep, yep. so, hmm. Yeah, shout. What you yeah. doing, shout? How come your name is shout, but when you have to actually make some noise, you're keeping quiet? quiet. Uh? Exactly. Huh? Shout. I really, I mean, I I think the fake experiment side, so it's Kali that turned around and said that actually all these influencers' reactions are also part of the ex- social experiment. Yeah. The social experiment is to get out all you like social justice warriors who are like talking about consent and all this nonsense. Uh. Is to weed yeah. out. This is a Calvin Ching level of inception social experiment. But I feel like. Yeah, I felt. I, nah, but I, I doubt it because the whole thing just sounds so incoherent right now la, as an experiment. La. Yeah. So I think for for anyone, if those influencers and all, if you, uh, if you have some inside info uh, about what this went through and are willing to share, yeah, totally let us know, man. Yeah, or if you're if you're one of our listeners and you know anything more inside information about this, uh, yeah, just let us know. Cause actually, like, um, yeah, people have been DMing me about about some of the in- very interesting true crime cases in Singapore recently, with their own yeah. personal encounters with the 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 people involved, and and it's been just interesting uh, to discuss this with people who know more about it than I do uh. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. Cool. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So that brings us to our Christmas one shock thing. Christmas one shock thing. Yes. Uh, Mama not really Christmas. Okay, theme. that's what I mean. Okay, I'm then, just saying over yeah. Christmas la, Like it's a one shock thing Christmas. over Christmas la, Right. Yeah. Okay, so um, it's just a story I saw about uh a third tier 
German side uh, called Dynamo Dresden. Mm. So third tier, uh, yeah, they, they, I don't know whether their players play professionally and all that, um, but definitely not as lucrative as uh, the, the upper tiers. Yeah. The Bundesliga, yeah. yeah. So they had a home, a cup match at home to Darmstadt on Tuesday, 22nd December. And yeah. it was going to be played at an empty stadium, but they just put tickets on sale at 5 euros. Uh-huh. Uh, and they appealed their fans to buy them out of solidarity. La. And fucking 72,112 tickets were bought, man. Oh, seriously? Yeah, yeah it is. But is it just fans to, wanting to support? La? Or they were allowed no, no. to show up? No, they were ghost tickets. So oh, fans bought tickets. it. Wow. Yeah, but the stadium was still empty. And I thought, wow, shit, this is... That's 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 pretty awesome. La. It's, it's three times their average attendance last season. More than twice their stadium's capacity. So... If, if you think about, you know, like crowdfunding to help yeah. businesses survive and all that, yeah. essentially a sports team is in the best position to do that, right? Mm, correct. You it's know, true. you just you, you just make a call out and people try and support you with these little quantums of five euros each. And I just yeah. saw that, I was like, oh, fuck, this is fucking dope, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then they lost the game. <laughs> <laughs> Such is the beauty of, of like, uh, of, of karma, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So... Yeah. So that was that was at least a little bit nice, except for the last paragraph when they lost. But even then, yeah. hopefully they were still happy, la. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the fact that you got supporters through this period, like playing in empty stadiums, I'm sure it's I'm sure it affects some players, lah, for sure, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So that was just a nice little sweet thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, my one shot thing is actually the, um, Obama's biography. Ah. Um, uh, because and and very specifically like the audio book of Obama's biography because yeah. um, it is actually narrated by Obama himself. So I know a lot of people have been reading the Obama biography. Really. It's not, it's a bestseller. And then I think even getting a copy is is, is like uh, hard. But a lot of people are going to be getting copies over Christmas lah, for sure. But mm. I would suggest like if you, if you have the extra capacity or, or if you haven't even bought the book yourself or received it yourself for, as a gift, like try listening to the audiobook la, on whatever platform is available. I, I listen to it on Audible because for by by some um, good fortune I got a free copy. So and it's it's awesome because it's like it is it's like having Obama s- sitting next to a fireplace and just like reading uh his own biography to you. La. It feels hmm. much more personal and then like I think we all know that he's a very good orator and he gives good speeches and also he really gives an insight into his life um, leading up to him running for president and everything. At least that's where I met. La. And, and and it's quite interesting because he even talks about uh, things about how he tried to juggle fatherhood with with you know running for office and how, what his finances were like, you know, even just before he he ran for, for the state senator and things like that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Obama basically came to prominence very quickly in the 2000s uh, and, and mm. um, this is a good, is a good uh, reminder of how it happened and why it happened and just looking at where we are today 2020 like post-Trump and like you know Joe Biden his, his VP come be- becoming the next president it's just interesting to, to, to look back at the what the world was like in the during the 2000s uh. so, so that you... I, I would rec- highly recommend the audiobook for people because his, his voice actually is like it's nice to listen to. La. So, a lot of audio, I think I ask people why you don't do audiobooks. A lot of them say that they don't necessarily like the narrator's voice. But this mm. one is Obama himself. So, you can't, I mean, either you like it or you don't like it, la, right? Well, what a what a dad you are. I'm guessing you play that for your kid also. 
Like, no well, la, I play it just for myself only la. No, but when you're when you're oh, you put it on speaker in your earbuds lah. Yeah, yeah, of course lah. You, but then you play for your kid, he he'll probably <laughs> cry you out of the room. Man, where's my twinkle twinkle little star? And Christmas no, carols? but if there was one voice to hear, Obama's voice not bad, right? Hard but to then, say lah. Hard to say. Yeah. But but then like, do you you watch normal? You listen normal speed lah, because I guess uh, autobiography you don't want to do one point yeah, eight or something. Uh. Yeah, I I really don't. But then I, I don't enjoy the 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 speeding up unless it's like. You're talking about news YouTube. or something la. Huh, what? News or something lah. Yeah, news or you a lot of YouTube, like when it comes to like talking about reviews or stuff about stuff about stuff, you know, like gadgets and all that. I just like speed it up because I yeah, I don't need to listen to all that much. La. But then when you're like trying to listen to a narrative or someone tell his story, I feel like you gotta give it the respect. Like like you like you hope that people don't watch our She's a Terrorist series and just like skip. Every time something gets mm-hmm. slow, they just press forward, fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. You also don't want that, right? So, I well, feel like... Well, like this yeah. podcast, uh. actually, uh, like, I'm <laughs> curious how people listen to this podcast. Do they speed it up? Maybe yeah. for your parts, they speed it up. La. No, I think my parts, they slow it down to make sure they capture everything correct. <laughs> then the, <laughs> when they see a hurried rant alert comes up, <laughs> then they're like, oh, okay, time's two. <laughs> no, but going back to the Obama thing, like, did you ever watch Michelle Obama's documentary on Netflix? No, I have. I haven't, haven't. So my question was going to be, is it something like that? Because I really didn't like that documentary. La. To me, mm. it was very self-aggrandizing and like, I felt it was just watching a uh, a movie about Michelle Obama and how awesome she is. La. Mm. As opposed to going into the struggles. I mean, there was some, but by the end of it, like, huh? What the hell? Why is that, that documentary being so celebrated? Uh, but I've heard a lot of good things about this book. La. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if I, if I were to give a bit of an example of parts that resonated with me, it was like, um, I mean, he was just talking towards the end, I think end of chapter two or something. He was just talking about how he he tried to run for Congress, I think, and then he, he got trounced. And then at that point of time, he was like 40 years old. Then he was invited to go to the to attend the Democratic National Convention. Then he flew all the way there. And then he, and then he, I think his cell phone died or something like that. And then he couldn't get. He couldn't call his friend to get into the convention, so he was just standing outside watching on the watching on televisions, and mm. then he went. He went back to the airport to see if he could get a, um, buy a ticket to go back home to go home earlier. Then his credit card was maxed out already, so wow. he was like, "Oh shit!" Then he just went to crash in his friends on his friend's couch for the night, lah. And that's basically where he was at forty years old. He was like, you know, he was broke, or not broke, lah, but financially stretched. Um, he had just failed in his first uh political campaign, and uh yeah and, and his wife was, and Michelle was unhappy with him because he wasn't doing his part as a young parent. Uh, he wasn't there for Malia in the early stages, and and he wasn't helping take care of her like, And and so so I felt that that part like was I mean you know uh it is res- it resonates with, with a lot of people because especially as a young parent you're always uh, worrying about whether you are doing it right whether yeah, you're right. balancing career and everything right. So, so for him to uh, say something like that, I thought, wow, that's like, uh, it's just like, it makes things so much more relatable for the for every, for anybody listening. Hmm. Even though probably he was like a lot more charming, he's a lot more charming, he's a lot more connected than the average individual. Lah. But the fact that he felt emotions like this, I think it tells you that, yeah, it's, he's very human also lah, that way. Wow, that's cool. And it's, yeah. I'm guessing it's not one of those where you really have to listen like a crime thriller or something. You can kind of Yeah, you can kind of drift off. Yeah, obviously he talks a bit about like this this person politics, that person politics, but but you can just uh yeah get to the point the points where it's important lah yeah. 
That's cool. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So cool. That's All right. For Christmas listening. Yeah, Christmas listening. Uh, next week we should be back to regular programming. Should be. Should be. Yeah. Should be. Should be. Yeah. And then, yeah, just definitely, I mean, 2020 has been a great year for the podcast. Mm. Um, and 2021, we ain't going to fucking stop, man. Yeah. But this is not yeah. our last one for the year. I think at least we, we still at least have yeah, one yeah, more. Correct, like, right? correct. Yeah, 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 definitely, yeah. definitely. So save your tears for, save your tears for the, the next one. The next one <laughs> yeah, la, I was just saying, be excited. La. I was okay, saying this is the last one. Of course. I want to end on some positive note. Yeah, yeah, also must course. hold me back. <laughs> Let me free, man. Let me yeah, fly. Yeah. Okay, okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> cool, man. <laughs> All right, man. All right. Peace. Peace out.